Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is going to be a wild one. We are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once from Daniels. Writer-director Daniels, that's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner, who previously made Swiss Army Man, which was one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years, and so I have obviously really been looking forward to this one. I feel like a lot of other people have too, even if not everybody liked Swiss Army Man as much as I did, but uh, yeah, everybody's loving this movie, and everybody is talking about this movie, and I'm excited to talk about it with our guest, film critic Erica Richards. It's her first time on the show. We have a great conversation, lots of good puzzle pieces. So, that is coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, wherever in the multiverse you are. uh, There's probably an app that you can click subscribe to Piecing It Together on. You could also probably click five stars to uh, rate and review us. We'd appreciate that. We're also, of course, on Twitter and Instagram and all the social medias at PiecingPod, so make sure you're following us. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. We'd really love to have you over there. The group's about to hit 300 members. I keep it closed, that way I keep all the trolls out. And uh, it's growing nice and, you know, slowly but surely. And uh, I I managed to keep it a really nice, fun place to talk about movies without all the, you know, monsters of the entire, you know, internet universe. So it's been a really nice, fun place to talk movies. You could also check out our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from piecing it together, uh, as well as exclusive bonus content from Awesome Movie Year, and a bunch of stuff from my music career. I actually just posted a new album commentary track over there. Uh, Lots of great stuff, so check it out. It's patreon.com slash bydavidrosen. Now, with all that said, let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. All right, so Erica Richards is with us to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once, and I am so excited to talk about this movie. It's uh, it's going to be a weird one, but uh, Erica, thanks for being here. How are you doing? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good. Um, I'm super excited to talk about this one. I'm excited to see where where it goes. I tried to pick a kind of 
obscure puzzle pieces. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, I'm excited. Right. To, I'm excited to hear what your puzzle pieces are, and I'm just excited to talk about this one. This is one awesome. I've been looking forward to for a while. So. Oh yeah, me me too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my pieces are all over the place. Some obvious ones, some maybe random ones. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. see as we get to it. But um, before we do get to the movie, uh, why don't you tell people a little about you and what you do? Yeah. Um. I am from Baltimore. I'm a wannabe film critic. Um, I used to work in production. I kind of have switched um, for the past year. I miss it. I miss working production. But yeah, I used to write at a few different sites. Um, I'm not writing as much lately just because of life and work and, and life. <laughs> but I'm still I still try to be active on Twitter at Rock Reviews. You can follow me there. I have a link tree that has all the podcasts I've been on. I always love to be on a podcast because I love to talk. Nice. And um, I have always wanted to start my own podcast, but you know, time again, I got to find the time. Um, sure. But yeah, so I used to, I I'm still writing mostly at CRP Rights, um, just doing little short reviews there as much as I can, but um, all my stuff is on Twitter and on my link tree. You can awesome. find me there. Awesome. Yeah, let, let, let's start getting into everything everywhere all at once. Um, like you said, you, you had been looking forward to this one. I mean, this is definitely, I think, the movie that has like the film Twitter world the most excited this year of pretty much anything. And that excites me because as I told you, like before we were going to record, uh, I love Swiss Army Man. I am such a big fan of that movie. Okay. I watched that yesterday. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> that, that's the right, that's the right like had, initial response to have. I think. Yeah. 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 I had heard, so I had heard about this a long time ago. Of course I'm a huge a 24 stand. I don't know if you are, but I love everything. Oh, yeah. Like I try to see everything they've, put out I love everything they do I just love them as a company like I feel like they're so different than film other film distribution companies and the way they sure. market themselves and and then just the types of films obviously that they put out so yeah I I have mixed feelings <laughs> I <laughs> I think I would I think I need to give it a rewatch mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's an oddly sweet film yeah and it's funny like, I mean, a fart can't not be funny, right? Sure, sure. I just, it's one of those that when I'm watching it, I'm also going, what the hell is this? And also, I'm, I might never watch this again. You know, it's like one mm. of those things where I'm like, I think I need to give it a rewatch. But also, I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to watch this again. I don't know. Yeah. I might get canceled for that. But <laughs> um. <laughs> no, and that's fine. But you know what? I, I usually throw it to my guests for the first piece. But since we're talking about Swiss yeah. Army Man, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I'm going to include that on my puzzle pieces list. Okay. Um, because I do think that Daniels are, which I, I guess we call them Daniels, not the yeah. Daniels. You know, yeah. it, it, they're, they're very odd. But um, yeah. <laughs> the, I do think that everything everywhere all at once is kind of not that dissimilar from Swiss Army Man. I mean, they're both, you know, dealing with serious issues, talking about, uh, you know, issues of mental health and all this stuff, but in in a very silly, wacky, ridiculous movie. And to me, the wackiness in Swiss Army Man works so well within the story. And I think that that's kind of where it can maybe lose some people. You know, of course, I I said in my Letterboxd review, like, you know, the farting corpse movie, you know, is used as like a pejorative with Swiss Army Man a lot of the times. To me, everything, everywhere, all at once is another farting corpse movie in a way. I mean, it's just (laughs) as wacky and ridiculous and all over the place. I just feel like everybody is... A little more cool with it this time around. Well, here's why I always like to say, and this is something that one of my um, professors in college used to tell us. 
Um, and this was like a, like a news producing like package class. And he would always say like, show me something I've seen before in a different way. And I think that, you know, is across the board. And I always love films that are creative and, you know, break the mold and take risks. And that's definitely what both of these films do. Um, and, and so I can't knock it, but I'm also like, uh, you know, it's like, and I'm I, I always like pride myself in saying like I'm a true cinephile. I'll watch anything and I can appreciate anything. So mm-hmm. I was saying what I've said about Swiss Army Man, I don't want to sound like I I didn't I just don't know if the story is exactly for me, but it is. I don't know. It's like and I also like films that challenge you, right? Like make you look at like how you consume things and how you understand things. And yeah, it's definitely I think definitely I can very strongly say that. Both of these films, Swiss Army Man and Everything Everywhere All at Once, are both films that, like I've never seen before, right? Like right, yeah. as much as you have seen those before. Cause at one point I'm like, is Swiss Army Man a little bit Brokeback Mountain and Castaway uh-huh. combined? What sure. is the you know and everything everywhere all at once, you know, there's so many moments in there that you're like familiar with, but at the same time you're like, This is not something I've ever seen before. And I yeah. love that. I love that about both of them. Yeah, that's what makes them so exciting as, as filmmakers, and uh, yeah, I mean they they you know in their music video work and stuff like that. I mean they're they're always looking to try new things and try different things, and so mm-hmm. I they're they're definitely people that I'm excited to see anything they're gonna do. But yeah, uh, yeah let's move into some more pieces. Though. What do you have for your first one? Okay, so actually, I don't know why, but this another I'm going to call out another A24 film here. This kind of gave me reminders of The Farewell. I think okay. just like the Chinese immigrant Chinese American immigrant story, like the family part of it. That's really it. That's the only puzzle piece I made for that. Like obviously there's not multiple universes there. The sure. other films I have um are ones with multiple universes, but it kind of just reminded me of the farewell in in a way, like I said, that just really dealt with family issues and cultural family differences. Um, I thought that was it, like an, a very big part of the film, obviously, yeah. and and the whole film of the farewell, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I yeah. think that, that that fits really well. And yeah. to take that kind of family story and a very specific family story and mix it in with this kind of a genre movie, it kind of like it, you know gives you a different opportunity to tell that kind of story in a right. different way, which makes it makes it a cool one. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I th- I think that's a great one to include here. I'll go to another one here. I'm going to jump around, actually. I, I was going to go with a more obvious one first, but I guess I'll go to this other one here. Um, I'm going to go with Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, let's start jumping into okay. all the craziness a little You know bit. what's funny is I've never seen that. And, you haven't? Okay. And people are always shocked when I say that. And have you been playing... Okay, first, have you been playing Wordle? Yes. Okay. Have you been playing Framed? Yes. That was... If you haven't done it, spoiler alert, the framed for today is the Scott Pilgrim <laughs> run. And I was like guessing. It took me four tries, by the way, to get Oh, that okay, run. okay, okay. So, yeah. so I guess Juno, once I saw, once I like could see that it was Michael Sarah, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, when it wasn't Juno, which there's some, some of the images, I'm like, I don't remember this from Juno, but maybe it is. And then I, and then I ended up running out of guesses. Well, the first two guesses weren't, weren't related to Michael Sarah. And then it was, and then. I ended up guessing the um, what is it like Nick and Nora or something? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I was and then I didn't get it, and I was like, oh, I bet it's that other Scott Pilgrim one that I haven't seen that everyone 
judges me for having not seen. So I was just guessing random movies that take place in the snow, by the way. So I was, oh, uh, I was yeah. totally off, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, yes. I, I love that we're talking about Framed. Uh, we should get those guys to sponsor this podcast. But uh, It's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday, <laughs> I was so proud of myself. I got it on the first one. I, nice. The, the Exorcist is one of those movies that, like, haunts me. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I think I just saw it way too young, but, um, it's, it's so funny cause as soon as I saw that image of the church and the sun, I knew exactly what it was. And I don't even really remember that part of the movie. I don't know. Mm. It was, it, it's weird how you, you're a visual person like I am, how you remember things. It's yeah. It, it is weird. It's it, sometimes it just doesn't make sense, but like yeah. it kind of like certain little blips just kind of like lock in, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I mean, just all like not going into spoilers or anything, but just mm-hmm. on a visual level of the, like what Edgar Wright is doing in that movie, which just mm-hmm. totally over the top, wild and crazy visuals. He hasn't really done that in a while. I guess a little bit in Last Night in Soho, his most recent mm-hmm. movie. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and Last Night in Soho actually does blend two kind of timelines. So it's almost yes. like universes. So it, it kind yes. of is kind of in that similar vein a little bit to everything everywhere all at once. But I definitely think the visual style of uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is the closest uh, analogy to what's going on here. But uh, yeah, you know, just going as far over the top, a lot of comic book imagery, game like imagery, all just to be able to push forward the, the narrative here and make everything just over the top and uh, really fun and exciting to watch visually well i'll have to um seek out scott pilgrim versus the world i know it's one of those ones that is a blind spot for me so now i'll definitely have to seek it out but going off of what you're saying with all this like craziness and ridiculousness visually this also reminded me of something i've recently watched um which was a major blind spot for a while is spirited away which is my next puzzle piece nice Um, nice just you've seen that, yes. Actually, no, I haven't. That okay. that is a big blind spot for me as okay. well. Okay, you know how it's one that you always see, like films we're yeah. talking about, or just like oh yeah, it's on all the lists, like all of the top whatever lists. It's on all of those. They do screenings occasionally at the theater too, and I, I'm oh. hoping that that's where I'll end up catching it one of these. Oh, days. you definitely should. It's very visually stimulating, which obviously yeah. everything everywhere all at once is, um, yeah. which is, and it's also spoiler alert a different universe so that's why it was one of my puzzle pieces because i think it really you know and it is something that i think could have been influential with this film Um, oh i would think so yeah so you should definitely seek that out i i only watched it at home but if you can get a screening in a theater i think that would be really cool there's all these like different creatures and just different you're you're, first of all, you're in this completely different world, but just different creatures and different things and, and everything everywhere all at once. There's not so many like, of course, there's the the raccoon, which I love that part. Sure. Um, and obviously. the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And the rocks. <laughs> um, so things like that, I think, are, are similar. But Spirit Away, it's also one of those films that challenged me. Right. And what I really loved about everything everywhere all at once. And I love this about any movie that does this is that if someone asked you to explain it it's nearly impossible to right you have Mm. to experience it and i feel like that's what what spirited away is and that's what everything everywhere all all at once is is like even if i tried to like if a friend said like okay give me a two sentence like 
synopsis of the film. I could do it, but it's never going to actually, you're going to end saying just, you got to go watch it. You got to go experience it. Um, Even a film like, like Parasite. Parasite isn't different universes or anything, but I feel like Parasite is one of those films that you could say like, okay, it's about these two families and this, you know, this, that, or and the other, but really that's not really what it's about, right? Like sure. it's it's really about all these other things, right? Just where like everything everywhere all at once and spirited away. They're about these other things. Even though you're watching what's happening, you're understanding that, okay, these themes are much deeper, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I, even though I haven't seen Spirited Away, like I like, I I don't have any animated films on my list here. Um, So I like you bringing one in because this movie really does things that you think like, oh, you could probably only do that in animation, but oh no, they find ways to do it here, you know? And so that, that is, that is something that's, you know, again, back to the visual aspect of the filmmaking. Um, but I'll go to another one here, and this one's a very, I think, probably the most obvious one on my list here, and that is The Matrix. Oh, um, yeah. y- you know, when we're talking about two different worlds and being able to like jump between them and communicate between them, and you kind of got like a ship full of heroes that are trying to carry out this mission to find the one, quote unquote, and that's Michelle Yeoh here. Uh, and yeah, there's so much Matrix here, and since making my list of puzzle pieces before our recording, I actually did see an interview where uh, Daniels was saying that, of course, the Matrix is something that was you know heavily uh, influential to them and and what they were trying to do, especially the first one. Um, right. But I think there's a lot of you know a lot of all the Matrix, including the most recent one, um, a, a lot of that in here. But uh, dealing, you know, mainly with the whole multiverse uh, aspect, you get into everything that the Matrix kind of set up as like a sci-fi idea. Yeah, I love, oh my gosh, that used to be when I was like (laughs) 12 years old, that was like one of my favorite movies. Um, And of course I thought of it, but I didn't list it because I figured you would probably list it. And also like, and I didn't know if it was like, and and you know what's crazy is as much as I love the original Matrix and as many times as I've seen it, I actually resaw it in theaters um, a couple years ago. I guess it was an anniversary. Um, yeah. This is pre-COVID and they were replaying it in the theater. So I went and that was really fun. Um, but I've never seen any of the sequels, not even the, the most recent one. You are um, so lucky. <laughs> like <laughs> See, I love, I love the new one, but yeah. I would, if it was just the first one, Perfect, perfect, perfect. Right, movie. that's what I'm saying. You know? Like for yeah. sequels, sometimes I'm just like, oh, the first one, like, don't mess with it, you know. Yeah. Um, so even the most recent one, I didn't see, but obviously they have the universe thing figured out. Um, mm-hmm. And I was thinking too of films like, you know, the most recent Spider Man. You know, obviously that I'm not like so much into the superhero movies. <laughs> sure. Um, like, yeah, me neither. If you, by if the you way. remember from our binge movie, uh, binge yeah. movies <laughs> podcast, when I watched the wrong um, Avengers film, I completely <laughs> right. watched the wrong one. Um, so, and I w- I don't know if you've seen any of those or if you can talk to it deeper. Obviously, I saw the most recent Spider Man. My boyfriend and I we just kind of were like, you know what, everyone's talking about it. Let's go. Let's go see it. Right. Um, and we're theater people, so we like to go to the theater anyways, just to see yeah. whatever's out. And I actually really enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. of course, I love Andrew Garfield, and I know he's like the hot spot, like hot ticket right now. But I've loved him forever. Um, yeah. And so that was really fun to like see that and just like you know these these different universes, right? Because that's such a superhero thing. But I always love when a film is not superhero like and can do it. 
Um, and that will lead me to my next puzzle piece, which is about time. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, back when it first came out. It's yeah. been a long time, but yeah. So I actually just rewatched it this morning before because I was nice. like thinking like I really thought like this would be a good one to talk about because it's this whole like it's a multi-universe because it's time travel, but really it's the same universe. But I really thought this one like I don't know if you remember in the movie they um the rule is like you have to get in a closet and close the doors and like you know, do two fists and close your eyes uh-huh. and imagine where you're going. And I thought that was really a lot like the launching pads in everything ever all at once, which were so like so many jokes came from that. Sure. And I thought that was really, really fun. Um, but I liked that, like this rule of like the, the specific thing you have to do or like this launching pad thing is what, you know, catapults you into the next universe. Um, so I thought yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and about time, like, also, if you remember correctly, it's like they're going back in time to like kind of fix things um, or try sure. to fix things, right? Which is, I think, a lot of everything everywhere all at once. And it's also like a lot about family, right? Which is is yeah. a, a, another parallel. Absolutely. And I also, it's all the same people in the same universe, which I thought was interesting about everything everywhere all at once is that it was different universes with the same people. So like all right. the same characters were yeah. were still present, which was interesting. Yeah, because they're all different versions of themselves. Yes, so it's exactly. like, yeah, they, they wouldn't be like different actors all of a sudden or something yeah. like that. They're just them, but a little different. You, you right. know what also is great? I, I'm sure you probably saw something online about this, but the whole story of a girl by uh, uh, Nine Days, the song oh, that shows yeah. up in multiple yeah, yeah, different yeah. universes. I like and that I guess, song. yeah, I know. I mean, who doesn't like that song? And, right, but everyone I get, knows it. I guess they reached out to uh, to the guy and he recorded slightly different versions to play in each universe. There's like five no different way. versions. That kind of so just gave me crazy. chills. That that's amazing. Gave, that's awesome. <laughs> well, and yeah. it's funny because we, I, so I left the screening and, um, my we my boyfriend and I were talking on the way on the drive home, and I said, "Do you ever do, do you ever think like this?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, all the time," because he's like obsessed with with space and like you know the like how we're just like a blip on of nothingness, and there's all these different universes. And I'm like, "Yes, that's terrifying," and I think about that too. But do you ever think about like your own self, right? Like if you got the latte instead of the iced coffee this morning, would you have spilled mm-hmm. it on yourself? Or if you would have taken this street instead of that street on your way to work, like, could you have gotten in an accident? Or like, the example I gave him was like, you know, what if you went to a different college? You know, like, I think about that yeah. all the time. Like, if I went to a different school, like, I'd be friends with different people and my life would have been different somehow, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think about that all the time. Even these, like, little tiny decisions that we make every day, I think about, like, how it would have changed my life somehow. And yeah. he was just like, eh, I, I get it, you know? And for me, I'm like, that is, like, so relatable, right? Yeah. Um, I think about how much free time I'd have had if I hadn't started podcasting. That's <laughs> kind of my my big one. But, right, you know. right, 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 right. I'm That's stuck funny. now. So. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 um embedded in in the in the in this universe. So <laughs> I, I very much am. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so you know, w- one other thing about what you were just talking about there, I, I do like how um everybody just basically has to do something weird in order yeah. to access a different version of themselves. Like that's their launching pad, and and uh, I I don't know it that just fits so squarely into what Daniels have kind of 
built for themselves as a brand as filmmakers of just everything just being so weird it's like kind of the perfect uh launching mechanism that they've kind of come up with there um but yeah i think that's a great one um i'll go to another piece here i tend to bring charlie kaufman up too much on uh, this podcast but this movie does have a lot of charlie kaufman tendencies i'm gonna go with synecdoche new york for my next puzzle piece in which uh, that one okay it's uh fantastic movie very strange very 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 weird but um stars philip seymour hoffman as a uh play director who is trying to stage a production of basically everything in the world happening Mm -hmm. in this one playhouse and it just completely overtakes his life to the point where and this isn't spoilers but i mean he's literally creating everything within this one big giant empty abandoned playhouse to the point where there's uh recreations of himself recreating everything within the playhouse and it gets completely out of hand and completely insane and uh, i i think that with the various uh multiverses and and all of the different versions of people that uh start to exist within this play that he's trying to create you kind of get this parallel with everything and all the different versions of people and everything everywhere all at once that start to end up interacting with each other. I would also pull in a little bit of extra Charlie Kaufman uh, with his novel Ant Kind, which uh, I don't think there will ever be a uh, movie of because it's just there's just too much to it. Right. But this tr- this certainly tries to go all the way back to us just being rocks on on a cliff and everything to the very future and everything between. It was just. So that honestly was like one of my favorite parts of the movie. It is. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. And like I saw it in a packed theater. I don't know about you, but it was a packed theater and everyone was laughing. Like everyone yeah. was giggling and just like enjoying that moment. And I thought it was like such like a, I don't know how to describe, but like this thing where we could all find humor in it. Yeah. Well, I would say that this was next to Jackass is my my favorite oh my like cinema experience this year. Yes. Sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, Jackass was so great. Um yeah. yeah, that was that was a really fun theater experience. Yeah, and you just go into it knowing you're going to laugh, which is fun mm-hmm. about Jackass. Um I don't know. I I think I don't know what I went like I expected going into everything everywhere all at once. I thought for sure I, it looked like I would there would be some laughs. Um Sure. I didn't expect to cry and I did cry um at the yeah. part where um and this is also like kind of what made kind of like what sparked me to think about about time cuz the the like love story aspect of it was when it's the universe where she's like a famous actress, right? And he's yeah. there and he's like, you know, in another in another life I think I would have loved just to do laundry and taxes with you. Great and line. it was so good and I just like it really hit me cuz it's just like yeah, I know. What's the saying where it's like life only has two certainties, death and taxes or something like that? Sure. <laughs> and I, so I love that aspect of it. And like, and I was thinking about it and I was like, another certainty is in life is laundry, right? Like, I don't know about you, but oh, it, yeah. I, I hate laundry. I the hate never ending story. The never ending <laughs> chore. Um, I, I just hate, I hate doing laundry. That's probably the chore I like the, to do the least. Um, mm-hmm. So I just really love that part of it. But I, I, yeah, I, I can appreciate a movie that can genuinely give me a belly laugh. And whether it was during the rock scene or during the the Ratatouille Rakakuni scene, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about that too. That, yeah, I just, lo- I, 
I loved. And we, when you think about it, it really is like a family movie, right? Like this oh, yeah. is something I would suggest to like a family with teenagers, maybe. I don't think little kids would really get it or appreciate it. I think they might find the visuals interesting, but um, it really is just like a family film, right? Like it, it yeah. really is. The family um, stuff is what really makes it all work because, yeah. like, if it was just time jumping and and attacking people with dildos, right. like, it would just be just ridiculous. <laughs> right. For what reason, right? For yeah. what reason? Um, yeah. And of course, the like, I'm trying to think of the other scenes where, like, I mean, I was just like cracking up. Was the hot dog fingers, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. The of hot course. dog fingers. Um, and I feel like everyone was laughing at that because that was just so ridiculous. And, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis really sell those hot oh dog fingers. Oh my gosh! Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I would love to see the bloopers from that because I think oh, that would God. be amazing. Um, yeah. oh, speaking of Jamie Lee Curtis, it made me um, think about her. And that would be one of my puzzle pieces too, right? It's just like her as like a person. Although she's playing such a different character in this film, visually, emotionally, mentally, everything. But I thought about, of course, Freaky Friday, which is like a like a swap movie, but kind of like an alternate universe kind of movie, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then um, also the just like the Halloween universe, right? Like she lives uh-huh. in that universe for so many people. Um, so that was like kind of a puzzle piece for me that and, and she just she was great, too, right? She was so funny um, yeah. in all her different in all the different universes she played as well. Um, yeah, she she's so good. And yeah, yeah. she's definitely playing with like expectations of what she could be in mm-hmm. in a movie. I mean, she's never really had a chance to be this right. like out there before. Yeah. And she she's having so much fun with it. And she yeah, she's, and she she's really great. went for it. Yeah. And she yeah. was yeah. she was so good. And she really yeah, she really really went for it and I think showed a lot of range. Um Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just the hot dog I will, I will never forget the hot dog fingers. Um <laughs> I'll never so forget ridiculous. it. It's so, so ridiculous, but it ridiculous. works, right? Like it yeah. works. Um Absolutely. Like, could you imagine this other universe? You know, and that's something that like, you know, people play oh like I'm sure you play like board games with your friends or whatever mm-hmm. and, and it's always like that. Um, I don't know if you've ever played it's the Would You Rather game where it's like, Would you rather have hot dog fingers or never eat a hot dog again or something you know it's like that kind i want to play that game that sounds like fun <laughs> oh you've never played it's so fun i think it's actually like i know it's an actual like um there's actual cards and i, I like don't a know card thing yeah, yeah and but also my friends like would just come up with random shit like that um but we've definitely played it as a game game um yeah. and it's just yeah it's ridiculous it's like you and you have and you really think about it like what i what i <laughs> have hot dogs for fingers like what would that be like right Um, yeah so yeah just thinking about that it just it's like (laughs) it's so ridiculous but I think the magic of the movie being able to actually visualize it right like yeah that's something you can think about and laugh about in your head like when you're playing a game with your friends but actually seeing it on screen and like seeing how freaking ridiculous it would be is what is again what makes everything ever all at once so great Absolutely. Absolutely. You you kind of brought it up a little bit earlier, but you know, I don't think we can have this conversation without talking about the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, all of the, you know, multiverse is basically the hot thing right now and, and it's yeah. going to be a part of Doctor Strange. It's going to be a part of every everything going forward with the Marvel movies. Personally, I, I liked it a little better when it was a little smaller and not 
anything was possible in these movies. You know, okay. I, I like it when it's Spider-Man against a one bad guy or something, you know, where, right. where people die and don't come back because there's a different version of them that can come back. Like, there, where there's just too much... I don't know. I think we're going down a little bit of a slippery slope with these superhero movies yeah. where nothing is going to matter anymore. But right. that that's, I guess that's kind of a separate conversation. The, the point being that multiverse is very hot right now. Also, uh -huh. the R Russo brothers producers on this movie, which is uh, insane. I haven't, I decided to wait until after this conversation to actually like try to read up on how that like collaboration worked out. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. I guess they said, well, we're making a multiverse movie. We better get the Marvel guys involved somehow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, well, and, and yeah. like, like we said earlier, like I'm so, I'm not really into the superhero things. I mean, like yeah. I respect them because they're such like spectacular types of films. Um, but I think part of the reason why I don't like them is because <laughs> I might get canceled for this too, but like, <laughs> I'm just like, wait, there's just this like whole other. And I think, like you said, sometimes I feel like it's a cop out for them to be able to do whatever they want. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm watching Seinfeld for the first time ever. Right. And going through and watching all of it. I did and, not think that you were about to bring up Seinfeld, by the well, way. And but here's, good. Here's, I'm, I'm... here's why I'm bringing up Seinfeld. <laughs> is So it's my boyfriend's favorite show. I told him, look, I'd watch it for you because he quotes it all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And. I get annoyed because I love a through story, right? Like mm -hmm. Friends is my favorite like sitcom TV show, right? And mm. Ross and Rachel are the through story, right? Like every sure. season is somehow about are they going to end up together? And there's also just like other references throughout all the seasons, right? And I get annoyed because I'm like, wait, the girlfriend that Jerry had in the last episode, she's just not in this one? And he's like, yeah, it's a different episode. You know, it's like... It's yeah. the next episode. And I know these aren't multiple. That's old news. Yeah, I know these aren't multiple universes, but I'm just like, but wait, like, because in my mind, when I'm watching a sitcom, I'm not watching it. I'm watching their lives, right? Like, I'm not watching Jerry and then like two months later, Jerry, even though that could be him, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm like, wait, so the thing that just happened in the last episode or even like um, It's Always Sunny does that, right? Like, there's that sure. one episode where they're like addicted to crack and then the next episode they're not i'm like wait so they're just like not addicted to crack anymore and he's uh -huh. like yeah it's not about that and i'm like but it was about that like i don't understand you know um and he yeah. makes I, I think daniels are are like <laughs> raised on this shit by right. the way like I, I i think that's it i think their brains right. are kind of like because they're much younger than me i i, I believe and like mm -hmm. i think that they were raised on this kind of stuff on like like the weirdness of cartoons of, yeah. of everything that's happened in the last like 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And, and so, I mean, this is where we're headed with weirder and weirder and weirder stuff. I think Daniels did it great, but that kind of stuff where it's like, but in, it's like, it's like I said, it kind of seems like a cop out kind of thing where like you said in, in these superhero movies, it's like, Oh, well they can just do this because this is a different universe. And it's like, uh -huh. that's the answer. And yeah, I just think that's like too easy of an answer. But I, so that's why I kind of liked that in everything, everywhere all at once, there was like still this like through story, if you will, um, yeah. of the alpha joy, right. Mm -hmm. Of her, like that was, that was like what tied it all together. Right. Sure. Um, so I think as long as you have something tying it all together, I think yeah. is, is good. Yeah. And like you said, there's just so much going on and there's just so many superhero movies that like, I find it, I mean, as someone who does not watch them, so who am I to say, but it's hard to keep up, right? Like, yeah, 
even just like it being part of our culture, right? Like the film Twitter culture and everything. It's like, wait, what? Like, I'm so confused. Um, But that's why I really liked the Spider-Man one because it was so like aware of itself. Right. And Mm. I think that is something that is important too when there's multiple universes like i appreciated that um what was her what was her character's name evelyn it was like evelyn, evelyn uh evelyn. yeah michelle yeah. um yeah. i like that she was still confused in multiple universes at first like she was still herself knowing that she was confused that she was existing in these multiple universes so i i like that yeah but yeah like the multiple universe thing it's like a very delicate thing and how you approach it and how you yeah. make it happen yeah. Well, the thing that ties it together in the Marvel universes is money. That, yeah. That's basic. Yeah. That's basically it. But, right, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do like though, like just kind of to go along with what you were just talking about there. Like, you know, this movie, it's got a very, uh, positive nugget in the middle of like, everything is meaningless, you know, yeah. which it, everything is meaningless. I, right. I do kind of believe that, but I think at the same time, that after the past couple of years, it's like, nothing, yeah, exactly. Nothing matters. Yeah, exactly. Nothing matters. But like, <laughs> yeah, like family and, and love right. and all that, you know, is like, that's the through story. That's yeah. the thing to, to that is what matters. To. Right. And I think yeah. that, you know, yeah. all of us experiencing the craziness of the world for the past two and a half years, three years, not that the world hasn't always been crazy. Cause it has, but oh, just yeah. all of us going through that shared experience, I think we've all realized, like like you said, like nothing matters but those few things that do matter, right? And I think yeah. that's, again, why this is such a good story and the reason why those multiple universes yeah. works, right? It works and it all comes together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've given Marvel enough uh, attention. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's move please, on. What do you please. have for your next piece? <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm running out of pieces here. Um, I think it kind of also... Just remind me of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, um, mm-hmm. if you've seen that. Again, oh, yeah. yeah, just like multiple universes and, again, the same people, but the but living these different avenues, but still knowing in the end, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've seen it, but that was one of the ones I th- thought of um, when I was just trying to think of what are some films that aren't superhero movies that have these multiple universes or multiple storylines, right? Sure, um, sure. Well, so, yeah. also the visual filmmaking uh, yes. of that of Michelle Gondry's uh, direction. By the way, more Charlie Kaufman always yeah. always appreciated. But yeah. uh, I didn't put it on my list. But uh, now that you're bringing up Eternal Sunshine, a Michelle Gondry movie, I'd also bring up The Science of Sleep, uh, the movie that he made after that, which um, I only I saw once. That. But again, very weird, very uh, over the top visually, and there's big giant hands, so you get your uh, <laughs> hot dog hands. Um, but <laughs> I you know. I wonder if that's a connection. (laughs) I think so. I think it it definitely would be. But yeah, Michelle Gondry, I hope, uh, has something in the works soon because, uh, yeah, I I love a lot of uh, what he's done. You know, I'm actually just going to do one more piece then, uh, and I'm going to combine two things because I think they kind of both, they're they're from very different, you know, areas of film. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I think that I'm going to bring them up for the same reasons. Uh, One of them would be bill and ted's bogus journey um (laughs) because let's just go weird and then go weirder (laughs) and then go even weirder from there um so that's number one i haven't seen that but i like the tie to the matrix there as well but also i've seen clips from it so i i kind of know what you're talking about but not i haven't Mm -hmm. seen the full thing so have you seen the original the bill and ted's excellent adventure 
I think I've seen clips from that too, but not the oh, whole okay. Thing. So you haven't seen those. That, yeah. you, you those are great. I think great I movies. I think I would like those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. They're very fun. Um, yeah. The first one is straightforward, like crowd pleaser fun. The second one sent like twelve year old me like out of the theater practically in tears because how uh-huh. can they make such a bad sequel? But then as <laughs> forty year old me rewatched yeah. it, I was like, this movie is amazing. I like it even better <laughs> than the first one. So oh, that's funny. Yeah, so but they're 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 just very ridiculous. Um, the other one I would I would add in there for basically the same reason would be Sorry to Bother You, um, Boots Riley's bizarre, wacky office sci-fi movie from uh from that was I think two thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what's funny actually is I feel like that's something I've heard a lot about, but not really. Like by heard about, I mean like I've just heard the title so many times, uh-huh. and I almost watched it the other day, and I didn't. And now mm. I will definitely seek it out because I didn't know, like, I didn't know what it was really about. Yeah, it, it's a wild movie. But yeah, I mean, the the one thing, like, aside from just wackiness and weirdness, which was the reason I combined it with Bill and Ted, uh, the, the other reason to bring it up would be the office setting, mm. because that's another thing. A lot of this movie takes place in, in office type settings, and there's a lot of that going on. And yeah. So. And how about the genius of A24, Daniels, whoever it was, releasing this film right at tax season? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I thought that was perfect. I was like, oh, that my God, great. this whole time in the theater, I'm thinking, I still haven't done my taxes. I really need to do my taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's so actually thought, uh, something coming up in this household. Right yeah, now. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, I need to do mine as well. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So uh, that perfect. I, I, I'm going to read down the list of everything we just talked about, okay. and uh, then we'll get into some closing thoughts. But okay. uh, we, of course, talked about Daniel's previous film, Swiss Army Man. Then we talked about The Farewell, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Spirited Away, The Matrix, About Time, Synecdoche, New York, and a bunch of other Charlie Kaufman in there, uh, Freaky Friday and Halloween, The Marvel Multiverse, whatever we're going to call that, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and I also uh, added The Science of Sleep in there, the Bill and Ted movies, and Sorry to Bother You. As far as like closing thoughts are concerned, I would also say, uh, not really a puzzle piece because it's too new, it's just from a month ago, but I think Turning Red would go really well here too, more of like a companion piece. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah that It's funny actually. I saw someone tweet about that. Um, that would be a good double feature. And yeah. Oh, I love that. I thought that was so cute and so different um, yeah. than a lot of And the, the mother-daughter story. Yes. I was almost going to bring up Lady Bird here. I mean, which was a puzzle yes. piece on our, on our Turning Red uh, episode. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just the whole mother-daughter friction and uh, learning to love the things about each other. And, right. you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, at, at its heart, I mean, we're really getting two stories. The, the, the love story between the, the husband and wife and then the story of uh, reconciliation between the mother and daughter, all in the midst of all the multiverse stuff. And so, I mean, there's so much going on here. Yeah, I, de- I think that's a great puzzle piece. And I'm also kind of like, how did I not think of that? Um, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, did, are there any other things that we didn't quite get to that you wanted to bring up? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot. I, I just, I loved this film. It was, like I said, one of those that I had been waiting for for so long and, and it didn't disappoint. So if you haven't seen it, I think definitely go out and see it. I can't wait to see it again. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those that definitely deserves a rewatch, especially because I think the first time is just so like stimulating and you're just trying to keep, and that's the other thing is I think it, it goes so many different places, but it never loses you. Right. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. it never loses you. And I think, I think all good films do that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I loved it and I'm so glad we were able to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, this was awesome. It was, it was so fun. I can't wait to see it again. And I'm going to seek out all these ones that you talked about that I haven't seen. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up just, uh, just briefly, I really love that. Like one of the central story elements here is that Evelyn is like the perfect the one because she didn't excel at anything so she's like a a perfect vessel for all of the (laughs) Evelyns across the multiverse that did excel at things I just think that's great as an underachiever myself I I think that's wonderful so yeah I love I love that too um and that was something that a lot of people laughed at in the theater and that I laughed at but I was also like but hey, this is also relatable, right? Like, yeah, you're just like good, pr- like mediocre, pretty good at most like things. Like you're, yeah. you know. And sometimes life feels that way, right? Like it you does. just feel like I'm just getting by every day and doing the things and doing my taxes and doing my laundry and you know, yeah. I don't know. I um, yeah. I thought that was really relatable too. So funny. So yeah, great. It was good. Well, I think that uh, about does it for everything, everywhere, all at once. Is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Um, well, because I just rewatched About Time, it's not it's not a new one, but definitely seek it out. It's so good. New stuff that I've recently watched. I just saw The Lost City. Mm-hmm. It was cute, but it was kind of yeah. disappointing. Um, I love Sandra Bullock. I love Channing Tatum. Brad Pitt was great, um, but it was kind of just like. I don't know. It wasn't as cute as I thought it was going to be. Did you see yeah. it? Yeah, I had fun with it. We actually it recorded fun, an episode. Yeah. It hasn't come out yet. But uh-huh. um, yeah, it, it's not great. But I, I did have fun with it. I'll recommend to you, if you haven't seen it, those directors' previous film, Band of Robbers. Okay. Um, it, it's really, really good. Um, I just watched it for the first time right before The Lost City came out. And okay. uh, yeah, so, but Lost City, Robbers, yeah, okay. I think it's fun but it was fun. yeah it was one of those <laughs> yeah. like i went to the theater by myself to see it just because i was like eh, whatever you know like I, it's one that that oh my gosh i've seen previews for for how long now and a billion times over that i was like yeah, yeah i want to see this like i like sandra bullock you know i could use a good romp like you know cheesy yeah. like predictable rom-com yeah. and it still kind of was just like meh like it was yeah. fine you know yeah but i also recently saw the outfit i don't know if you've seen that that I haven't um, seen yet. I want to see that. It was good. I really like that. That's another one okay. that um, there's like a very definitive nod to Hitchcock's Rope, which is my mm-hmm. favorite. Um, okay. So I love that. And it's kind of one of those that like takes place all in the same setting, which I love those types of films. I also mm-hmm. think like if you can pull that off, you have a good story. Um, that's something that's not easy to do is pull off a whole movie in, in one spot, in one setting. Oh, yeah. Um, so I loved that. And Mark Rylance, I mean, he's just, he's great. He's great. So yeah, he was great. So definitely seek that out if you haven't seen it. Great. Great. Well, uh, Erica, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Why don't you tell people again where they can find you and everything you're up to? Thank you for having me. I'm glad that we can prove to the world that we're friends, even though the, <laughs> the, the infamous Saving Private Ryan uh, Rocky yeah. debate. Um, Battle for the ages. For I know. Sure. I know. Um, no, thank you seriously so much for having me. This was so fun. Um, I'd love to come back soon. But um, yeah, like I said, E-Rock Reviews on Twitter is where you can find me and whatever I'm, I'm up to. Um, I have a link tree on there, like I said, that 
that links to podcasts I've been on and all of my um, writing I've done for the different websites I've done. So hopefully I'm going to be writing it more soon, but you know, work and life and things just seem to be getting in the way, but Mm. I'll jump back on the horse soon. So, (laughs) you know, I I had uh, make a link tree on my to-do list and I made the link tree. I made it. But it's still on my to-do list because I don't know when I'm done making my link tree. It, so like it's just I just update mine. I just update mine. It's so <laughs> Another easy. Another thing should... to update. That's I know, all but you is, know what? <laughs> it's true. True. That's so true. Uh, the, we can make a multi-universe about that. Um, oh yeah. But no, you should. You should because it's also it's just one of those things. Like I feel like you know you're established in the podcast world and like the film world and i still find myself sometimes that friends that i've known for a long time they know how into film i am and they'll be like wait you do reviews you do podcasts and i'm like yeah and they're mm-hmm. like send me your stuff and i just find it so easy to just like send them this one link that has everything to it so yeah. you should update it and get it out there <laughs> I, i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do yeah, it right after i post this uh, <laughs> that's gonna be my next job for yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> Well, well again, thank th- you so much for being here, Erica. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harrison. We co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best picture, and some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about everything everywhere all at once. Thanks to Erica Richards for joining me on that one, and thank you to you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoy what we do here on the show, make sure you're subscribed, and uh, while you're at it, rate and review. We'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast and what we do here. And uh, by the way, the little matchup we talked about, the uh, Saving Private Ryan versus Rocky, that was from the Binge Movies podcast that Erica and I were both guests on. Uh, check out Binge Movies. Jason's been here on Piecing It Together a few times, and I've been over on his show a bunch. So uh, check that podcast out, too. Lots of great movie podcasts out there to check out. And uh, yeah, you know, if you're ever interested in joining me for an episode, Get in touch. I, I actually had like five people contact me about wanting to be on this particular episode. Uh, but of course, the first person who gets in touch with me is usually who ends up doing it. So, uh, you know, get in touch if there's a movie you want to cover. Uh, and maybe we will get that to happen. So, yeah, I'm always looking for new guests. So definitely get in touch with me. And uh, make sure you're following us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And also, don't forget about the Patreon. I told you at the top of the show, produced by David Rosen. It is patreon.com slash Rosen. We just hit our first big milestone. I'm going to set up a new milestone on there soon. So uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff happening on the Patreon, which is very exciting. So uh, let's close this thing out with a piece of music like I always do. And usually on these like very anticipated episodes, the ones on like the big movies uh, that everybody is really excited about, I like to preview some new music um, because what's a better way to get people excited about the new albums I have coming out than to play them on these kinds of episodes? So I think I'm going to do that. 
uh, I'm going to play a track. It's one of my favorite tracks that I've been working on. It's not 100% done yet, but it's pretty close. Um, this will be on my next album whenever that gets finished. Uh, but it's called In Circles, and I've been working on this one a long time. Uh, I really love this song, so I hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.